Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio production. See the spiky? I see the spike at least. Uh, a really weak clap. I feel very weak right now. I'm very tired. I don't blame you. I uh, so I'm sorry uh, in advance uh, for this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew what it was going into it. Yeah. I have no regrets on choosing it, but I still feel bad <laughs> for making you watch it. This is why next month is going to be listener requests. <laughs> it has These, to be. I can't be trusted. <laughs> I need at least a solid month <laughs> with no intervention from you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we still have one more, and uh, you just wait. Uh, that being said, Caleb, if people wanted to uh, give us a suggestion as to what we should watch, how would they do that? Oh, well, uh, on our uh, lovely website over at thenahoit.com, that's T H E N H O I T dot com. We have a contact form, and on there we welcome, nay, encourage uh, listeners to uh, send us uh, suggestions of movies that you want us to talk about, uh, because we will. We've done it. We've done it once before. We did a, a whole month of them. We've done a, a couple one-offs here and there, and we're gonna do another whole month. We're we're planning on bringing it back. For the month of February. Just you wait. But Michael, I heard that there's potentially another way that, that people could uh, send us suggestions. Yeah, they can also uh, uh, do this thing. I think it's called, uh, it's it's this website um, called uh, Parlor, which is in no way shut down <laughs> because it was inciting violence. Uh, so you can head over, head over there. You can find our profile on Magabook. <laughs> no.
Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Fuck everybody that was involved on Wednesday. You're all fucking losers. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> sorry if you supported that. Like, don't listen to our podcast. I don't yeah. care how many people we listen to. Like, I don't want to entertain terrorists. We don't. Um, yeah, we don't want you. This this is not a safe space for you. I'm sorry. Plain and um, simple. Bladed simple. So uh, you can head over to our uh, um, uh, Twitter account. We have Twitter at uh, the Nahoit Podcast. Uh, that's the N H O I T Podcast. Um, and you can tweet at us. Uh, uh, we have been tagged in movies before. Um, so we recently did Fat Man uh, for um, right around Christmas time. Somebody recommended, like, tagged us on, in a trailer for that. Um, so, you know, that's the best way to do it. Uh, not the best, but it's one of a really good, easy way. So if you're like, oh, my God, this movie looks batshit insane at the No Hoyt podcast, you idiots should watch this movie. And then we will. It's that simple. We just uh, just watched ant-man and the wasp last night because we've been yeah. we've been making our way through the the mcu uh, <clears throat> now that ellen has uh signed up for disney plus something i wouldn't have done but it's done it's happened uh and as i was looking at the the villain i was like where did i see this guy recently and uh he was he was the uh the assassin in fat man yeah so Goggins. uh uh ghost uh the person the, the woman who played ghost i've forgotten her name um, she was recently in that series I told you to watch uh, called Brave New World, and she's oh, okay. awesome in it. She's absolutely awesome in it. Um, highly recommend that. Um, Aldrin Eldritch, or whatever his name is, uh, the guy who played Han Solo in Solo, is one of the main characters in that. Um, Neat. And uh, uh, also, and I, uh, I know he's been in other things, but... Do, do you guys remember, do you remember the episode of Doctor Who where it was a David Tennant and Martha Jones one where he has to hide his, his, uh, his like time lordness in a, in a pocket watch. And like, uh, he ends up being like a school teacher at a young bull, uh, like young boys school. And then like these three people get in, you know, they like get inhabited by aliens and he's like, Oh, family of mine. Like the young kid. Well, that kid is in it too that that was a terrible description but yeah i don't if I don't you've watched that, that like if you've watched those seasons of, of tenant and you've seen him and then you watch brave new world you're gonna be like oh my god it's that fucking guy it's the guy that says brother of mine a family of mine you, you'll get it it's cool gotcha you know all i'm thinking... saying is watch brave new world it's on peacock okay all right it's on the peacock i was thinking about twitter because you were talking about us being on twitter yeah. So I was looking at our, at our follower count, and it's you know it's not a lot. We've got we've got a, a small but loyal uh, group of followers, and we appreciate sure, every sure. one of you. But yeah. you know, even uh, even with our uh, small small and loyal group of followers, uh, we still have significantly more than uh, the former president. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking got him! Let me tell you. <laughs> We have exactly 88 more followers than, <laughs> than the, <laughs> the president, president of the United States. What <laughs> <sighs> a fucking loser. That being said, <laughs> hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight, And I totally had something for this when I was watching the movie, but have since completely forgot. Uh, so I'm Caleb. Caleb, sexual martial artist, Koi. <laughs> The uh, sensational ninja, I think, is what you're going for. <laughs> the sensational which, ninja. We'll get to that, but I, I want to say that, like, 
an approach to that character that is like properly done and not this like student film bullshit. Uh, I would watch a fabulously gay ninja who gets his uh, powers from his like sparkly like seventies rock jumpsuit. I would absolutely watch the shit out of that. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I totally would. Uh, I, you know, and the thing is, is I think I would watch a movie based on every level villain in this uh, in this movie, um, except for Captain Capability, who is basically Homelander um, from The Boys. So we just, you know, minus minus him. The Everyone weird, else, though. We'll we'll get to it. I don't, I don't want to get jump too far. All right, uh, content warning. Um, this movie has little to no content. Uh, <laughs> there's, it's barely a movie. Uh, mm-hmm. it's an hour, hour it's 13 It's actually a rip-off of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, that said, some fake blood, some fake gore, some action movie violence, sort of, yeah. uh, heavily implied sexuality. Like very, very heavily implied sexuality, <laughs> but actually no nudity whatsoever. Yeah. 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 Which... I mean, which was also weird because it was like, I don't know. It was kind of like you built it. I mean, listen, like, hey, man, make your movies and I get it. But like, you know, don't fucking tease us. (laughs) Honestly, you're going to do it. Just fucking do it. I don't think it would have made this movie any better. No, it wouldn't have. But at least it would have been like, ah, there it is. You know, you know know what this movie is? This is. This is a whole bunch of people in the porn industry were like, we should make a movie with like out any of the sex in it. So that way, like, you know, we can make like a legitimate film. We should make like an action, like a comedy action comedy. Like we should totally do that. Like, mind you, this movie was made in 2009. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it is, it, it was kind of in the, it was like just as the MCU was getting started. So like superhero movies really weren't there yet. I'm going to say, I think what Iron Man came out like, I, I, I mean, Iron Man is like, it was 2008, the, the big one that was 2008. So like, yeah, so Iron the Man before had this. just come out. So like, we're, we're still not in the height of, of like what we consider today a superhero film. Like they were not there yet. But I mean, so like the 2008 I mean, Iron Man arguably set not only the tone, but the gold standard for what a modern superhero movie was going to be. Oh, and I agree. I mean, I still hold it to that. I mean, it's still the, uh, in my opinion, still the best Marvel movie. One of this ain't it. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What I think no, is but it uh, definitely fa- was that. What I think is absolutely fantastic about the cast of this movie is that for the majority of them, this is probably the best movie they've been in. <laughs> it is. It is a, and you know, this is another one of those, uh, those like really funny things that gets me. So. So IMDb shows you the top billing of a movie. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this before in, in episodes, but we talk about the top billing as as like people who, uh, for one reason or another, their name is going to hold more weight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like if Anthony Hopkins is in a movie, like he's the top build, no matter how many fucking lines he has in the movie. You know, he could say five things, and he'd still end up being one of the top build because he's he's fucking Anthony Hopkins. You know, right. Um, uh, but like the the top three, well, I guess let's say the top two, the top two, like people, like the top two build people in this movie are uh, Jackie R. Chan, who played Molly Leviathan, who had 
maybe three minutes of screen time. Mm-hmm. And the hot security guard, who, one, <laughs> doesn't even have an actual character name. Two, doesn't even have a picture on IMDb. Mm-hmm. And three, said two lines. And, <laughs> and she's the second top build. Has done exactly one other thing as far as uh, crediting on IMDb. Uh, and it looks like it was an episode of a hidden camera show. Oh my God. It's great. It was absolutely great. And then our, uh, our third is Chip Joslin, which Chip. you're a fucking porn actor. Like, that's, dude. but the worst part, like, like he, Chip Joslin, like in the movie, like he, he looks ridiculous, but like his actual picture, like he definitely has a collection of swords. Like that's, <laughs> Like, that's the type of guy that he is. 100%. Um, like, you would go to his house and it'd be like, oh, hang on, let me take off my fedora. Would you like to see my collection of Viking swords? And you're like, mm-hmm. you fucking nerd. Sp- speaking of yes, swords. Yes, of course I would, but come on. <laughs> timely. And speaking of swords, have you seen the uh, the the post being shared by uh, the former California governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger? I uh, did. In which, while admonishing... Uh, the, the, the country, uh, he fucking pulls out Conan's sword. <laughs> Which is great. I, you know, so again, like the, the really great thing about this is that, you know, the left, I, let's say the left, uh, even though, you know, uh, I think wasn't, wasn't Schwarzenegger, didn't he run as a Republican? Schwarzenegger is a Republican and he even calls yeah. that out. He's, he says like members of my party, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. and it's like, Basically, like a big, like, what the fuck are you doing? So, go on. So, the left wing, we'll we'll start with the right wing. So, the right wing people have Kevin Sorbo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Like fucking Hercules. Hercules. (laughs) And the left, though, has fucking Conan the Barbarian. He's the Terminator, man. Like, also Xena. And also Xena. Xena Duncan. <laughs> Hercules. Who is fucking dope? Who is she? Three, right? Is she three on a... Or is she five? What's uh, what's her number on uh, Battlestar Galactica? Uh, you are so far ahead that uh, she hasn't even been assigned a number yet in the show as far as where we are in covering it. But she uh, has, in fact, been... Oh, yeah. She's been out as a Cylon because you're, oh, you're yeah. past Pegasus by now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that said, I don't remember her designation. I think I, it's. Three. I want to say three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's three. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm really far ahead in the fact that I only don't know one Cylon. So oh, I know eleven. Shit. Yeah, it's gonna fucking blow well, your mind. I know. I'm super excited because I already know who it is. Um, I think. <laughs> I think. But every time I say it to my girlfriend who has watched a series, she just like. As, as like conspicuously as possible looks in the other direction like oh, look at that wall over there yeah that's cool <laughs> she just does not want to give it away for me oh, at man. all which is spectacular uh, but anyway yeah I mean like we have the fucking Terminator dude like you can tout Kevin Sorbo and fucking Chuck Norris don't get me started on Chuck Norris the whole Chuck Norris like you know, uh, you know, uh, Chuck Norris, when he does a push up, he doesn't push himself up. He pushes the earth down like, fuck you, Chuck Norris, like. Which is a tie into this, because this whole movie is is a parody of the film Game of Death. Well, the f- fake film Game of Death by Bruce Lee, um, 
so in in the movie Game of Death, um, it was the movie that Bruce Lee was making before he died. Mm. Uh, the idea is is that he um, has to go rescue. I think it's his girlfriend in the movie, um, and not his sensei. But he has to go rescue um, his person. And they are trapped in this tower and mm-hmm. he has to get to the top of the tower. And every level of the tower is a different, a different fighter and a different style of fighter. Great um, concept. For those of you, oh, it's a great concept. And for those of you that have seen bits and pieces of it online, which you have, um, one of the most famous scenes is him fighting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was uh, one of his students. Um, oh, and that yeah. is an amazing fight scene. So if you have not seen it, um, Game of Death, there is a lot of scenes of it shot. Um, but it, it was never a complete movie. So, so the studio actually went and filmed the other parts of the movie using different actors. So there's like, uh, they cut scenes from his old movies, uh, together. They, they, you know, had scenes with other actors basically playing him and then just intersected all of these, uh, scenes that had been shot of him fighting these, these people, Mm -hmm. uh, in there. And then, you know, the movie's really weird and it doesn't really end right because like, you know, he died after filming four scenes and then yeah. that was it. So, um, but good movie, Game of Death, great fight scenes because he does like the nut, like each level is, is different. And Minty the Assassin, the movie we're talking about today, attempts that. They, mm-hmm. I mean, they rip it off completely. Yeah. Broke it yeah. damn near off. Um, oh, shit, what was I? Oh, the, the whole Chuck Norris thing. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, I mean, it was funny. Like, it, it had its moment sure. of being humorous, but like, it's like it doesn't hold up, but have you seen? You have to have seen by now that uh, Jared Padalecki is doing a remake of Walker Texas Ranger. I did see that. <laughs> I am actually kind of excited for it. I lo- I love Jared Padalecki. Like I- I'm mm-hmm. all for him. Um, I'm very excited for it. I know it's a little bit of a different story. Like they, it's it's not the same as like Walker Texas Ranger. Like it's not the same sort of plot, but it's. I don't know. I'm excited. I hope that he does some form of martial arts. I don't know. I, that was yeah. like, that was the fun part about it. It was, you know, it was a cowboy doing karate and that was cool. I, I love the I want to see Jared Padalecki in a fucking duster doing roundhouse kicks. That's, that's all I want. That's, <laughs> right, that's, that's what I want I'm, out of life. <laughs> CW, just give me 16 seasons of that like, and we're golden. Listen, I want this show to go until Jared Padalecki is as old as Chuck Norris is now. Just keep <laughs> right. it going. Just keep it going as long as you can. <laughs> right. Well, that's the crazy thing. Like, like Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles look almost exactly as they did when they started on the CW, which was at least 35 years ago. Oh, my God. Like, there's no way. I mean, Supernatural has been on the air since... The CW before the CW was the CW, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, maybe it was before the, it when it was the WB. That can't be true because I worked I've, at the WB when we transitioned. But maybe uh, I don't I've, remember Supernatural being a part of that. But I could be wrong. Supernatural was their attention. longest running show, and I'm pretty sure it it started uh, pre CW. I think it was WB. I mean, I don't think it goes as far back as UPN. Uh, no, it was yeah, 2005. So it 100 percent was uh, WB. So because the WB <laughs> became it split to the CW and my TV. Oh, that's right. In 2000. That's right. Maybe right around that time, 2005, 2006, because I was on I was working for the WB and we switched over and did the marketing for my TV um, okay. during that time. So we lost Supernatural because we didn't become a CW station. We became womp, a womp. Yeah, a my TV station. <laughs> um 
I feel like if you watch, like start to finish, you watch and like kind of follow them along the progression, you don't really notice them aging as much because you're kind of growing with them. Yeah. But if you just, if you watch the first episode and then you see them now, like you definitely notice the difference. I mean, sure. they've both aged very well, but like you definitely notice the difference. It's well, been the other thing, like 37 years. Yeah. I mean, the other thing <laughs> They're too They're in their is, 60s uh, at this point. <laughs> Jensen Ackles was on uh, Gilmore Girls. So like. That's true. You know, there's that too. So like I saw him as like playing a high school kid. Yeah. Uh, in, in Gilmore Girls to now. You know, being the same age as Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, doing the show. <laughs> um, fun fact relevant to uh, superheroes is Jensen Ackles was the voice of the Red Hood in uh, one of the DC animated oh. features. Oh, that's very cool. You know what? I haven't watched Bad Blood yet, but I want to watch that. It mm-hmm. just popped up on HBO Max, I think. As much shit as the DC Extended Universe gets in their uh, cinematic releases, the DC animated uh, features are... Almost, almost to a, to, you know, like, oh, I, I totally blanked I on the phrase. Though. Almost to a it's one. A, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's almost every single one of them is, 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 is solid. Like, yeah, there, there are say, very few holes in that. They're on par with the MCU movies. Like they're definitely, they're up there by comparison. The, I mean, yeah, the, They've done a better job of creating a universe of films that people want to watch, even yeah. like, you know one-offs and some that do have some continuity to them, uh, by far than the the cinematic releases do. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Which it's it. Yeah, we're not here to talk about that, but it, it's still really if, it disappoints If you do me. want to hear more about that, please head over to the Superpod Hero Cast. Uh, you can find them at nightshiftradio.com slash shows, mm. uh, where they do, in fact, talk about these kind of movies. Uh, that is not why we are here. We are here to talk about Minty the Assassin for some fucking reason. So <laughs> Some fucking reason. You picked it. <laughs> this is my God fault. damn it. <laughs> okay, so... So I set out, I I chose the first two movies in January. I coincidentally, or I noticed there being a coincidence of them being about, supposedly being about badass women, like, you know, cool action women. Um, The first two turned out to, not so much. The first one, definitely not in any way whatsoever. No. The second one, getting warmer, but still not there. Minty the Assassin is, in fact, about Minty the Assassin. Um... She is not badass, though. This movie's terrible. Um, <laughs> spoiler. Uh, but you can watch this movie uh, streaming for free on Tubi TV. Um, you can. And, uh, you can. <laughs> That's, that, is, that is a true statement. Right. I mean, you can. Y- you can. So Minty the Assassin uh, follows the story of, uh, you guessed it, Minty the Assassin, who is a superhero-ish maybe she but for some reason like she has a comic book she she has a comic book she has a uh a genetic mutation that uh makes her particularly susceptible to chocolate uh specifically and she she says specifically mint chocolate although like that only like only has relevance in a single scene any other time they only referred it to chocolate and like there's no other mention of mint chocolate other than her name being minty also, uh, she's so, eating a Kit Kat bar for most of the movie. Yeah, so, so fuck that. Um, yeah. The mutation that makes her susceptible to chocolate makes her ten times stronger than the average human when she uh, when she eats chocolate, but also ten times hornier than the average woman. 
For some reason. For some reason. Why, you ask? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. And it literally never pays off. Nope. <laughs> Yet again, this should have been a porn. So <laughs> the, uh, I mean, come on. The, the One of the main villains, her name is Double D's. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, so, no, excuse me. Okay. Double delicious. Double delicious. <laughs> For those of you not watching on uh, YouTube, my eyes literally rolled back out of my head and then back in. It was uh, it was quite the spectacle. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, whatever. So, the movie starts off really fucking weird because it says, uh, in a magical forest... On this peculiar day, but it's really just like somebody's backyard in LA mm -hmm. because like we see their fence. Yeah. And she she's just kind of like walking in the middle of this backyard, and then like a zombie comes out or something. Maybe. But like I, I don't know, man. And she's like, <laughs> oh no. Like she goes to fight the zombie. And uh I think she she throws a knife at him first, right? Oh, I forgot the order of operations. But he like pulls out a gun out of his pocket and shoots her, and then he picks up a random like assault type rifle and shoots at her. It's just really fucking weird. Well, then she punches him and gets gore on her fist. Yeah, because yeah. she punched a man who seems to be melting. Right. <laughs> I it. It was kind of right. like standard like zombie makeup, but like he didn't act like a zombie, and they no, didn't refer to like, him as a zombie. Yeah, he was very, like, attuned with the world. Maybe he was Melty Man. <laughs> you nailed it. That's, that's what it is. You know? I mean, he... Mystery solved. Maybe this was... They, they were attempting to remake Dark Man. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Dark Man. Uh, they're, they're remaking Dark Man, though. I just thought... We just talked is about that. Is that actually that. happening, or is that just uh, Josh Rubin's, like, fantasy... Like, I, I thought that that was a thing that was happening too, like outside of Josh Rubin just saying that he wanted to do that. I mean, if it does happen, I I absolutely want him to be involved because his uh, his like fantasy casting of it was fantastic. It was um, fantastic, yeah, I, and he's great. I am not in any way uh, excited about the prospect of a remake of Dark Man, but uh, after reading through his thread of uh, who he would cast and like also like who he would put on the crew and whatnot. It's like, all right, I think you've sold me. I would I would watch this if Josh Rubin is involved. <laughs> yeah, I. you know what? If you guys have not listened to our Scare Me episode where we interview uh, Josh Rubin, uh, we did it right around uh, in October, actually. We did it in the- Yeah, it was October like, 1st, October. I think. Yeah, I think it was the first. Yeah, it was a bonus episode in October. Um, if you have not listened to that episode or watched the movie Scare Me, um, do both of those things because they were absolutely fantastic. Yes. I, I, oh I cannot God. recommend it more. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the garbage um, we watched, that was a fucking gem. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was that was the best movie we watched that month. Uh, probably in the second half of the year, too. Um, so we... Okay, so, so we have Minty the Assassin. Uh, so, you know, we see she's in the woods. I don't know. She fights this zombie guy, and then eventually she knocks him down. And out pops up uh, Double Delicious, who is wearing a bikini and a cape mm -hmm. and who has vampire fangs. Yeah, she's a, um, she's a lesbian vampire. She's a lesbian vampire, but is she, though? I don't know. That's what they call her. <laughs> That's what they call her, but is she, though? Because, like, 
She walks around during the day. She refers to herself as like she was born this way. She's an animal. Yes, yeah, I don't really know. There's a lot of attempts to like sound very like intelligent and scientific and like very thought provoking in this movie that just fall very flat. Uh, rants about how the like, humans are just animals and how cruel evolution is and something about a white hole on the other side of a black hole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like the writers wrote a line, and then somebody was like, "We should read the Wikipedia article on that last specific word." Yes, just to like fill time, I guess. But like, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe I'm not. I'm still not entirely sure of the point. Like, and some of it came out of nowhere. Like in the middle of a fight scene, you mentioned the black hole one. In the middle of the fight scene, somebody was like, "Do you know what a black hole is?" And she was like, <laughs> "That space between your legs." And I'm like, Shut <laughs> up. you know. And then they like go into the scientific explanation of a black hole versus then the white hole, and they get done with that explanation. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck did that have to do with the plot or this fight? Like, none of that made any sense. Nothing. Like, Nothing like I kind of get what they were going at with the with the thing about Charles Darwin and, like, what, you know, what are the things humans and animals have in common? Like, she's talking about, like, giving into your urges. But at the same point, that conversation didn't make sense either because it also had no payoff in the end, mm -hmm. really. It was very weird. I don't know. This whole movie, stuff, it just sucked. But... Remember how I said that uh, this is probably the, the best movie that most of the cast has been in? Well, uh, for Tabitha Taylor, who uh, does play the, uh, the the part of Double Delicious, uh, she was in Dude, Where's My Car? Oh, hey. Well, All she's right. Well, she's <laughs> been As, in other movies. Uh, the, her known for section includes uh, such... Uh, Stirring and uh, thought-provoking roles as dancer number one, stripper number two, woman number two, and Tabitha. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> she, she played herself in a thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which, oh, boy. Yeah. That's a movie. That's <laughs> And done. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I am, however, <clears throat> as we're starting to get into the, like, the weird pseudoscience uh, villain rants uh, that occur in this movie. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and make my case now um, that the acting in this movie is 100% stage acting. Every single one of these people would fucking slay in a local Shakespeare company. That is a bold claim. <laughs> That is specifically the rat monster guy would fucking oh, yeah. nail uh, like an epic Shakespearean monologue uh oh, at yeah. your, at like at Syracuse stage. He would fucking like knock the audience dead. He would oh yeah, he would definitely kill. I could, <laughs> I could see him doing some Hamlet stuff. Yeah. Because, like everything was very like dramatically overacted and projected and very like like they were into with like their their hands and their facial expressions and everything was there and this is how the world is and you must understand me. Like, bravo, bravo. Yeah. Where are my roses to throw on the stage? <laughs> no, I, I I'll agree with that. I think uh, I think they also did good character acting. I don't know, like um, 
like sensational ninja sticks out <laughs> in my head very much. Actually, the the guy who played Bruce Z, uh, Alan uh, Tom, uh, also a pretty good Bruce Lee impression. Um, like I don't know, not not the martial arts part. He was terrible at that, but like <laughs> the voice, the acting, like the style, like he, he had it. He, it was I pretty mean, good. It was an astonishingly like stereotypical uh, portrayal of an Asian actor in a martial arts movie. Um, well, of course, but I see where you're coming from. Right. <laughs> I mean, just like, you know, nailing the, the, like, I don't know the style, the voice. I, he got I, the, he got the accent, right? The, like, not the accent, but like the, the tone of Bruce Lee's voice, like the way he talked, he, he got it right. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in a movie about ping pong. Haven't we all? So, um, <laughs> coming soon to a ping pong table near you, me, um, <clears throat> the, uh, yeah, so this is a movie. Um, so, so Minty is then, uh, she, she has her lunch date with, um, double dementia in which or double, um, delicious double dementia, by the way, is a trauma like girl i don't know where i I keep mixing them up anyways double delicious and minty have a little lunch date at a charming cafe just on the other side of town Mm -hmm. and um they they have their uh when harry met sally moment where they both uh, orgasm in the middle of the um uh bistro for some reason um there's an implication that uh there might actually be some toe penetration uh, there is something to that effect, uh, yeah. And they, uh, you know, it, the whole idea is like obviously they're they're flirting with each other, and you see that there's some sort of attraction. This is what uh, Double Delicious is is hinting at about the animal magnetism, as she says. And they go off on a rant about Charles Darwin, or not a rant. They go off on reading the Wikipedia entry on Charles Darwin. <laughs> um, and then she's like, "Oh, uh, she's like, will I see you soon?" And she's like we will. And I'm like, what? No, that's not, that's not the answer to the, like Uh, you will, (laughs) we like, I don't know. It was just poorly written. It's the one of those, like, I kind of like that they left it in though. Cause it's one of those very real life situations where like you accidentally answer the wrong question. Like, yeah. How are you doing today? Uh, just, uh, just looking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It, It definitely was like one of those, um, like enjoy your food. You too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it was one of those moments. It felt like. Is your uh, receipt in the bag okay? Uh, thank you. Yeah, you too. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've all done uh, it. It's it's you know that's that's more of the human nature thing of anything else. <laughs> um, that's, if anything, that proves that I don't, I don't know. It doesn't prove anything. It doesn't prove anything. That's not scientifically accurate. <laughs> Uh, and so, and then Minty is, uh, heads off and then we see her in a training montage with, uh, her, uh, her mentor, um, big boss who is played boss. by fucking dozer from the matrix. Yes. <laughs> like, here's the actual star power of, uh, of the movie, right. Anthony Ray Parker. Right. Right. Fucking dozer, man. Um, but anyway, so, uh, so they do their thing and he tries to give her a lesson, although I really just don't feel like she learns anything because he throws her to the ground and he was like, now do you see? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, see what? You just beat her and taught her nothing. So 
we later learn that uh, Big Boss has a deep, dark secret, and I think that maybe the intent was for the audience to understand that that secret exists in this scene, but somewhere between the writing of that scene and the final cut that uh, makes it to the uh, makes it to 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 the te- television screen, uh, that is entirely lost. And speaking of final cut. This movie is the perfect example of everything that went wrong when uh, digital editing tools became a like common and affordable thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of uh, templates there. Coming from a person who was an actual professional video editor uh, for many years, um, I mean, don't like get the, me wrong. The comic are book great. effects out of this are straight out of like 2006 it's, iMovie. Yeah, it's literally just the iMovie comic Wait, book templates. There was, there was, wasn't there a whole fucking program that was dedicated just to those? Like, there was an app. Well, there was an app that everyone downloaded. There was like a comic book app. I think it was called yeah. like Half Tone or something like that. That just had all sorts of filters and things like that. That's like going way, way back. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I like, we're talking that- like. 2010 maybe like we're talking like iphone was only a couple of years old at this point i'm thinking like because i'm remembering like early days uh from when i was with apple like pre-iphone uh when we were still largely having conversations with people about how to like do things that they never thought possible with a, a personal computer at home uh you look you can make a movie what i can you know those kinds of things uh and i swear that there was a, a fucking app that was like a a perfect companion to like early days iMovie. so like it would have been around for them to use during this movie uh i, I don't know what it would be i know that a lot of the like the trailer feature was built into iMovie. So like I started in Apple in 2010, and I remember just before that a lot of it was built into iMovie. But I don't remember, yeah, a, a, a secondary app that that people were using outside of on the phone. There was like there was a few. It definitely is now just all all built in. But I swear, like yeah. originally it was released as like its own app, and um, I'll never fucking find it. But uh, I, I know that it was there. I remember it. And you know what? I bet. <laughs> oh. I You know who I guarantee remembers it? Be Ethan. Ethan. Yeah, 100%. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, New York Times bestselling e- illustrator, Ethan Kozak. <laughs> Ethan Kozak. Uh, yeah. Uh, head head uh, animator for the brand new hit show. Never mind. Redacted. Um, <laughs> all right. So. Uh, uh, before we get into the, the actual cock tower, um, uh, that's what it's called. That's what it's called because a bunch of dicks are in there. Um, <laughs> before we get into that, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick, uh, commercial break before we do. Uh, we want to thank you so much for subscribing, yes. uh, and, uh, leave a rating review if you can, if you're into it, we would super appreciate it. Um, Apple would super appreciate it because for some reason, um, they don't just count downloads. They also count how many people leave a rating and review, um, so that they may, you know, push us to other people and be like, Hey, this podcast exists. Um, uh, so that'd be really cool if you could do that. If you don't want to, that's cool too. I mean, honestly, you can leave an, a negative review if that's how you feel or a middle of the road review if that's how you feel. It just would be cool. And if not, yeah. you know, share it with a friend. That would also be nice. Your if, honesty is appreciated. Yeah. Uh, the Nahoit podcast for friends and enemies. Um, <laughs> yes, definitely share us with your enemies. 
Yeah. Uh, so uh, hold tight. We'll be right back after this uh, commercial break. Mindless monsters once thought human fill the streets. A corrupt government threatens the lives of the people it's meant to serve. This sounds a little too familiar. Is this real life? Or a video game you can play for fun? Shift Talk Q, Night Shift Radio's newest original production, is your LGBTQ centered source for creative and thoughtful discussions and news at the intersection of gaming, diversity, and community. You can expect unboxings, game reviews, let's plays, community nights, celebrations of what video games are doing right, critical conversations about where the gaming industry needs to do better, and so much more. Be the first to know when new episodes drop by following us on Twitter and Instagram at NSR Shift Alt Q. And on Twitch at Shift Alt Q to join the community. For more information about Shift-Alt-Q, visit nightshiftradio.com. I'm Michael Fight, and I'm here with a brand new show called Fight Jokes About Everything. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're going to bring up a brand new topic, something that's hot on the internet because, because I live on the internet. And we're going to take those silly things and we're going to joke about them and we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about the history of them and talk about why the internet is such a terrible but wonderful place. So please join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for this brand new Night Shift Radio original. For more information, go to nightshiftradio.com and of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Hi, I'm Sarah Sweeney, host of the new podcast, Latchkey Kids. Right now, we're all at home, left to our own devices without any adult supervision. Each weekish, I'll talk to my fellow Latchkey Kids about what they're up to, how they're wasting time, and, because I can, make them perform a dramatic reading of a TV show theme song. So join me wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome back. All right. So, uh, Minty the Assassin... Uh, we learn that uh, the big secret from Big Boss is that he, uh, for some reason, he's done, he's done all these surgeries to his body to make him, you know, huge and strong or whatever mm-hmm. um, and, mm-hmm. and add abilities and stuff. And now it turns out that he can no longer feel anything. Mm-hmm. So he, can't, he has no, no sense of touch whatsoever. Yeah. So no sense of touch whatsoever on us. And he goes to, um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Brain. Is it just Dr. Dr. Brain? Brain Bender? Dr. Brain Bender, who is a white dude with cornrows. And um, a seriously like. He looks like beard, Ollie G. It was a beard that was a decision. That's, that's, that's yes. where I'll go with that. It was, it was very much a decision. Somebody made a choice. Uh, to shave his beard in that pattern. In that uh, exact pattern. Yeah. And I don't know if it was him. If he, no, 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 guys. Trust me. This is going to look awesome. Yeah. Uh, it did not. Um, and Which, again, Dr. Brainbender is played by Chip Joslin. Mm-hmm, his name mm-hmm. is Chip. Yeah. His name is Chip. And he, yeah, he's, he's a Chip, all right. Uh, and uh, probably the worst fake German accent I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. That at uh, some points uh, drops entirely, and at other points skews a little bit more, possibly Spanish, Latino. Yeah, it, it, like it, he, he's very, very inconsistent, very bad at it. Let's just yeah, let's his, leave it there. He's bad. He's, he's terrible. His, his accent definitely has a European tour uh, to it. Um, <laughs> so, Doctor Brainbender is a psychic surgeon. Um, and, uh, and, and we learn, uh, upon big boss going to Dr. Brainbender and being like, hi, you need to fix me because of this. 
uh, we learn that um, Double Delicious actually works for Dr. Brainbender. So, you know, Big Boss does this thing. He he stabs himself in the hand and he's like, look, see? And so Brainbender, you know, does some psychic thing and then all of a sudden Big Boss can feel it. And then he like snaps back and he's like, oh my God, this is amazing. And he's like, I'm going to go in and cut your head open and do all these things and you all feel again. And he's like, awesome. And so they they knock uh, Big Boss uh, out. And then when he, excuse me, when he wakes up, um, he is uh, strapped to a chair mm -hmm. uh, with a bomb tied to him. And he has 60, it's a countdown of 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. So conveniently, his cell phone is uh, resting on his leg. And so he calls his, his protege, Minty, the assassin, and explains the scenario, says, hello, I am in the cock tower. Um, you have 60 minutes to come get me. There's a bomb strapped to me. Dr. Brainbender has kidnapped me. Come get me now. Okay, but. Yeah, go on. But he wakes up strapped to this chair with just with a phone on his lap. Uh, which I couldn't tell if that was also the countdown device. I don't know. I, I, I didn't have the focus for this because I was too angry about the other part uh, where uh, Double Delicious is walking around with a very, like, middle school craft hour improvised box of chocolates, uh, yes. which we don't know why she has, uh, which then... Uh, Minty gets a visit, which I'm sorry, Minty the Assassin, because she's never referred to as just Minty. She's always no. Minty the Assassin. Uh, sure. Gets a visit from, uh, I guess, a, a sexy postal worker uh, who Minty promptly knocks the fuck out and then <laughs> takes no the box. no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. The, the postal worker who's you know, like got her like uniform shirt tied up as a crop top. Uh, she's like, you know, which I'm sure delivery is, is federal standard. A, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, I federal mean, it was, you know, dress code. hot. You know what? Postal, postal employees go through a lot of shit. I'm not, I'm not going to tell them how to dress. Like that's not <laughs> my right. business. Um, she <laughs> I have a, I have a special delivery. For, like she like, she keeps knocking. Like it's the postal service. And like you know, just you leave the thing and you go like you you've got other people to to help. You're being very suspicious. Uh, she's like, I have a special delivery for her, and she reads it. Minty the assassin, and Minty looks at her. It's like looks like a box of chocolates, and then boom, just fucking knocks her out. Takes <laughs> it, her. opens it up, and inside is an identical phone to what uh, we just see that Big Boss has, has woken up with, uh, but also a Bluetooth earpiece because those were the shit in 2009. Hell yeah, they were. <laughs> it was like the Bluetooth earpieces in 2009 were the equivalent of a beeper in 1991. Mm -hmm. like, if you had one, was, you were you were business. Like that was it. Yeah. You so she fucking... immediately immediately puts the Bluetooth earpiece in and like goes to work. Uh, and so you, you you mentioned that Big Daddy or Big Daddy Big Boss. Because uh, I'm thinking of now of uh, of Kickass Big Daddy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Fucking Nicholas Cage. Um, Big Boss calls her. How does he call her? Like, first of all, he's tied up. Second of all, these are clearly burner phones. Right. So like, just like call the one number in it and hope that it's Minty. Like. Right. I and that was like, that was really confusing of like why did she need the to be delivered her that phone? Like why couldn't he have just called her on her own phone? Like why couldn't we have just had that 
Like, I just don't understand the point of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's 2009, so presumably filmed in 2008, maybe even earlier. So, you know, the, like maybe not as common. Not everybody had a phone at that point. Right. He could have called her on her landline, though. Like, he obviously, she obviously would have had one. Used to call um, me on my cell phone. Official, um, oh, so also there was an official MySpace site for this movie. Just, oh, my just God, yes. Up, and the budget was $400,000. Oh, um, my God. Oh, my God, this MySpace page. So he tells her that he's tied up and he's in the clock tower and has 60 minutes and she's like okay 60 minutes clock tower he's like no 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 the cock tower i'm like you just said clock though like that's a funnier joke like right don't get me wrong like i think of the salesforce tower in san francisco as the cock tower all the time all the time um you know giant glass dildo in the skyline but (laughs) you know like if you're gonna go in on that like you say cock tower first and like let her mishear you and then correct it. But like he says right. clock tower, she says clock tower, and then he corrects her. Yeah, it was, and it's a funny joke. Hey, it's the cock tower because it's full of dicks. That's that's funny. That it's is also funny. phallic. You're right. And it, it, there, it definitely looks like a penis at the top. So it's kind of a shame. So anyways, Minty heads <laughs> off. And uh, so now we get to our, our tower. This is our game of death scene. And the very first person that she goes against. Now, mind you, she's live uh, via Bluetooth. She's on a continuous call with Big Boss as she goes to this whole thing. Can and you the think very about first- like how many minutes she's using? Oh, my God. those That shit wasn't free back then. No, I mean, it's not so free many now, minutes. But you were paying by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, so listen, dang. children. Um uh, in the early days of cellular telephones, you, you had to pay for each minute of uh, time that you that you spent on the phone. So if you made a six-minute phone call, uh, that counted against your, your quota. You might have only had, I mean, if we're, we're talking 2007 here, you might have only had 350 minutes to use for the entire month. And she clearly is using at least 60. Uh, that's hitting, uh, you know, a pretty good chunk of this uh, this this yeah. monthly quota. That's gonna kill her month right there. Like you don't waste <laughs> that shit in one day. Like no, you that, spread that out at least at least just, a week. That's just precious because you come to the end of the month and like you got to make a phone call and you just you're asking around like, does anyone have a phone? I'm out of minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I gotta go buy another track phone and add minutes to my phone for thirty dollars or something. Oh, that was God. our life back then. It was crazy. And you know what? It was awesome. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It was terrible. So <laughs> I remember, I'll tell the story and then we'll get back to the movie. So I remember like when SMS texting like started being a thing, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, my friend and I, uh, we lived um, in the same apartment building. He lived in the apartment next to me and uh, I lived uh, and, and, you know, we lived right next to each other and, and I, I text him for the very first time and he walked over to my apartment, knocked on the door and I opened the door and he was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, oh, it's it's SMS. Like, I can just send you text message. And he was like, don't ever do this to me again. <laughs> like, why would you do this? Just call me next time. It was very funny. My how the world has changed. Right. Because now I'm like, what are you doing? Don't ever call me. Just send me a text message. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, literally just text me. It's just, you know, it's just so, so convenient. It is. And like that shit also used to cost a lot of money too. I mean, like oh, it did. Ten yeah. cents a message that that adds up fast. 
Yeah, data and text messaging were not unlimited until very recently, uh, mm -hmm. until only mm -hmm. a few years ago. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> what a world. Anyways, so Minty gets, and the very first person she runs into um, is uh, Dollar Store Gary Busey. And uh, he Captain is... Uh, capability. <laughs> Captain Capability. Uh, and he was, he's more like Eric Busey. Wait, who is it? What's Gary Busey's kid's name? Jake. Jake Busey. He's Jake more Busey. like Dollar Store Jake Busey. So oh, Captain Capability, uh, you know, he's there. He looks, you know, he's got the whole like full suit underwear on the oversized cape. Um, and he, uh, we learned that there's more like every hero has a comic book run for some reason. I'm not really sure why that's relevant or how it plays into the world, but we need to know. Um, and Captain Capability can shoot lasers from his eyes. Mm -hmm. And of course she, you know, uh, uh, the way that she defeats him is by, uh, kicking him in the balls and then says like, oh yeah, well you do have one weakness. You're a man and you have a penis and that, which that was it. Fair, but mildly inaccurate in that it would actually be the, the testicles that hurt when you, when you I right. mean, you kick someone in the penis hard enough, it's going to hurt, but like the balls are really the sensitive part. And we do also want to point out, um, <sighs> if you kick anybody pretty much anywhere, it'll hurt. I just, uh, but especially the genitals, yeah. uh, uh, male, very... female, non-binary whatever. If I kick you in the genitals, you're going to be like, fucking ow, dude. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, <laughs> I Make that, it a that, point. That region is sensitive for a reason. Right. Um, but so there's a moment where she's like, Captain Capability, I thought he died in the comic books. And Big Boss was like, yeah, in issue 57 of the Captain Capability comic, he's killed by the villain Bad Day. And I'm like, oh, my God, these names just keep getting worse. Um, which makes me believe that Captain Capability is not actually supposed to be a villain, and I think that that's important. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna spoil. I mean, the 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 big bad here is named Doctor Brainbender. Do you think that means something? <laughs> do you think maybe that's no. important to the plot? Never. Also, do you think that uh, when Big uh, Big Boss calls Minty and tells her the like the situation where he's tied up and how long she has to come rescue him? that maybe he would include the details that he went to go see Dr. Brainbender and it didn't right. go well. Right. Like while she was driving to like, she didn't just teleport there. Like she was at her house. Like there was a lot of time between the time that she received the first phone call and gets to the cock tower. Like they could have had that conversation and been like, so how'd you even get here? Oh, well, I uh, also, like, like you said, this is clearly in L.A., and he gives her an yeah. hour's notice to get from her house wherever, like, out in the suburbs to, like, a tower downtown. No, sorry, buddy. You're dead. Like, no one's coming to, to – no one's making it to you in an hour. Not with this Shit. traffic. Everywhere in L.A. takes 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I will forever quote Clueless. Sorry. <laughs> is that in the valley? Uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, it's La La Land. She's stuck in traffic. Everyone's dancing on their cars and Big Boss is blowing the fuck up in the cock tower. That would be the realistic mm -hmm. uh, scenario. Mm -hmm. uh, so 
So she defeats Captain Capability and she heads inside. And now we're up against uh, the next villain um, who is, uh, wait, is this Sensational Ninja or is there someone before that? Sensational Ninja is next, yeah. Yeah, so Sensational Ninja. So Sensational Ninja has a, a glittery, uh, you know, body Full suit. on Bowie. Yeah, it's great. And, it is great. Uh, and a sword and you know he's he's gonna go fight uh so she has to fight him but he has a a powered suit so he you know he's super strong like he's unaffected by her attacks and stuff um but she does uh eventually end up stabbing him uh after they fight now mind you when she was fighting captain capability he ends up uh ripping off her sweater when she is uh, fighting Sensational Ninja, he cuts one of her shirts off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we're starting to see that piece by piece, she's losing her clothing as she goes through this tower. Yeah. Um, and then she, uh, yeah. So now she's she's going through, and she she gets so she beats uh, Sensational Ninja, and then she goes to the next person, which is the Rat Person, Rat um, Monster, the Rat Monster, who, who is. Like I said, he's our fucking King Lear here. He's yeah. <laughs> this he's man dude. was was made for the stage. Uh, let me find him. Is uh, David A. David Lockhart. Lockhart. Yes, David yeah, Lockhart. David, uh, David Lockhart's been in things. Wait, yeah, he's an Emmy award winning producer. I mean, in all fairness, I'm also an Emmy award uh, <laughs> nominated producer, so we'll leave it at that. Um, but like, uh, what has he? What has he been in? No, he has a thing called Lockhart unleashing what the fuck is this Lockhart unleashing <laughs> unleashing the talisman oh my God. Uh, in which he plays john lockhart inspired by true events a man's normal life is turned upside down when he inherits an ancient crystal artifact and becomes the key to unshackle the world from dominance of energy slavery and the underground of world government wait Pause. i'm sorry did you say inspired, inspired by true, by true <laughs> events <laughs> Whatever drugs David Lockhart are on, I want all of them. <laughs> this fucking guy. Uh, what else has he been in? Um, Holy Whores and Heretics, The Secret Life of Mary Magdalene. Actually, I'm really interested in that. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty cool. Uh, what else was he in? Um, I mean, he was in an episode of Tosh.0. Oh, that's something I would keep off my resume. Right. Uh, yeah. What? Wait. What was he? How did he win? What did he win an enemy uh, Emmy for? I can't. I'm not entirely sure what he possibly won an Emmy for, because. Oh, well, he is a 2018 American Martial Arts uh, Hall of Fame action star, uh, which is really interesting that he didn't play Sensational Samurai then. I'm sorry, if you're a, you're a martial arts master and you played the fucking rat monster instead of one of the martial arts masters, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. some miscasting. Mm-hmm. And the worst mm-hmm. part is, is he's the producer of this movie. Shame on you, David Lockhart. So many things went wrong in the creation of this movie. So many things. Minty is a youthful raven-haired. Minty has red hair, by the way. She totally has Uh, red hair. Minty is a youthful raven-haired punk rock feminist female superheroine that gets her superpowers from eating chocolate. 
which is a good source of antioxidants, but it's mint chocolate. You fucked up your own synopsis. Well, she makes a point to, to mention how dark chocolate has more antioxidants than green tea. Yeah. But again, like this, like... For the purpose do, of nothing. Does she eat all chocolate? Um, yeah, she probably eats all chocolate. Does she get powers from all chocolate? Is it just mint chocolate? Can it be dark mint chocolate? Like, what specific... Like, if it's mint chocolate specifically and not other chocolates, then doesn't she get her power from mint? Or rather mint flavor. Right. Is it the combination of mint and chocolate? Like I have a lot, you know, they go into really great detail about what a black hole is, um, but not any of the actual things that do need explanation. No. Like nobody watching this movie gives a fuck about what a black hole is. We do want to know why the fuck Minty gets horny when she eats mint <laughs> chocolate. Like, hey, don't we all? I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I get the sensation. Yeah. When I bite into a York peppermint patty, I get the sensation <laughs> in my pants. Um, so, Holy shit. so she beats the rat guy who is really just bitter that he can't go out into society and tries to grab her boobs, but he does eventually end up pulling off uh, part of her or, or her pants type thing. So she's got like a skirt on yeah, over so, her sequined underwear. Yeah. So he, he takes that off. Then uh, the next person that she gets up against is, uh, well, we have Bruce Z, and then we also have uh, Molly Leviathan. Um, don't, f- don't forget the uh, the comic book or cartoon rabbit in one of the worst animated sequences I've ever watched in my life. Oh, my God. That was fucking terrible. Yeah. So she, she, yeah, goes against all of them. Each one of them pull off an article of her clothing. By the time she gets up to the, uh, to the top, she's wearing just like uh, a bra like top and underwear with like tights over them. And, Mm -hmm. uh, so she defeats Molly uh, Leviathan. She defeats, uh, Bruce Z, um, the, uh, the rabbit. And her last one is the Zen cowboy, um, who again, I just want a movie about the Zen cowboy, right? Like the a blind, you know, sharpshooting cowboy. Like this, it's fucking cowboy, but Zatuichi. Like I want that. Um, now, the the actor that plays uh, the the blind cowboy, who uh, well, a Zen cowboy, who I have to say is probably the best actor in this whole movie. Uh-huh. His name is Ricardo Mahmoud Vega. Um, and uh, for those of you, he he has been in tons of really good things. He was in Jane the Virgin. Um, he's in the Clone Wars. He's a, a Thai Malik. Um, what else was he in? Uh, the Curse of La Leona. Um, he was in uh, what else? Uh, Franklin and Bash, uh, the TV series. He's he was in a couple episodes of that. Um, what else? He was in Criminal Minds. Uh, he he plays a voice in Red Dead Redemption. Like this dude's been in. He, he's been in something. He was in the movie uh, Ultraviolet. He was in the TV show Six Feet Under. Like. He's the actual star power of this movie. And again, (laughs) he was really fucking cool. I actually really liked this, this, like his character. Had this whole thing where like he was wearing a blindfold and like, again, another like attempt at like scientific exposition where he talks about like, you know, vision being unreliable because your, your brain has so many photoreceptors that it has to take information from and piece it together and form a picture. And you have to make split decisions based on that. Whereas if you deprive yourself of your sight, your other senses are heightened. And so he relies on his sense of hearing to know like where she is in the room and 
like how tall she is and like he can sense the heat from her body. He's like, you know, so essentially I can I can see your aura and like all these things. I'm like, okay, all right. Like sure. we, we've seen this done and we've seen it done successfully. And I think that uh under better circumstances, Ricardo Mahmoud Vega uh could absolutely do uh, a fucking killer Zen cowboy uh, with this this whole concept, and he's he isn't blind either because he does later take off uh, his uh, his blindfold. And I actually think that this is one of the best, uh, one of the few times that the the whole like exposition pays off because when he takes off his blindfold, he's immediately distracted by what he sees, uh, and she's able to gain the upper hand on him because of that. And so, like this whole setup of like I'm I'm making it so I can't see you, so that I have to process through all of my other senses and you know put this picture. Like it's a very daredevil sort of thing uh, with yeah. a way that it shows him seeing her, which this is you know years before a good version of Daredevil ever hit uh, our screens. <clears throat> um, and yeah, it, it, like there's an actual payoff there when he takes it off, and like he's like, oh, you're you're a very beautiful woman, and I'm I'm distracted by. The the sinful acts that I will do, I'm like, dude. No, yeah. she's she's yeah. gonna kick your ass now. Yep, and then and of she course does. she stabs. You know, she throws her knife. She stabs him. The end. Uh, and she finally gets into where Big Boss is. So she's there, and mm-hmm. uh, but just before she gets there, the bomb does in fact go off. So like, yes. she, you know, like he still blows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when she comes in, he's laying on the ground. And he's like, oh, well, I guess it ain't that bad. And his arm blew the fuck off. And the <laughs> motherfucker just, just puts it back on. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I had surgery that makes me, you know, my cells regenerate at an ex- accelerated rate. You, and then his arm's you, just back on and he's he's done. He's good. Okay. I mean, that's great. But you also can't forget the part where he's like, I can feel again. And it feels like. I've got a ton of bricks on my balls, and there's literally a cinder block <laughs> right on his crotch. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, so Minty heads into Brainbender to Doctor Brainbender. You know, she's she's there to uh, to finally fight him, and you know, win the day. And she learns that Double Delicious is there, and she's like, "You," and she's like, "I told you we'd see each other again." bitch or something i don't know sooner and, than you uh, think yeah <laughs> whatever and so then we learned that uh dr Brainbender is in fact a huge fanboy which is the definition we got in the very beginning of the movie it opens the movie describing what a fanboy is and a little bit of the history of the word uh talking about comic book fandom uh, and fanish behavior. Uh, mm-hmm. So we learned that just Dr. Brainbender is in fact just a really, really big fan of Minty the Assassin. And this was a way for him to get it. And he says, you know what every true real fan wants? Just to see their their heroes unequivocally naked. Like that's his only goal. Also, the, the caption correctly spells unequivocally. He definitely says inequivocal, inequivocably Yes, he he definitely yeah he butchers that word uh, unequivocally, um, and uh, <laughs> unequivocally, uh, um, in a quiver, coolly. So, <laughs> so yeah, and uh, she was like, "Well, 
fuck you. And then he was like, you know, Doublelicious is like, no, I'm going to stop you for some reason. She actually says those words. She says, mm-hmm. I'm going to stop you for some reason because we learned that Dr. Brainbender, as Caleb hinted at, has taken over all of these heroes and yeah. he's been using them to to fight Minty, but more specifically to grope her the entire mm-hmm. time. Like the whole goal, you know, we see like Molly Leviathan like grabbed her boobs. Uh, Sensational uh, Samurai uh, slapped her ass when she like jump kicked at him and mm-hmm. each one attempted to take a piece of clothing off. So we learned that this, this was the goal uh, to begin with. So Minty... Uh, and then double delicious for, you know, under the control of Dr. Brainbender, go off and have sex yeah. for some reason. And then, but it turns out that Minty did that just to break uh, Dr. Brainbender's hold on on uh, double delicious and she kills him. Because when he orgasms, uh, it returns his brain to the, the beta wavelength point right to his more awakened and, sense and not controlled and know. breaks his powers we got a hint of that early on in the the initial scene with uh big boss uh visiting having having his consultation uh yeah. where dr brainbender is doing his psychic surgery thing uh and then he's in a trance and double delicious walks over and kind of like lightly jerks him off and then like he breaks the trance <sighs> Cause somebody wrote that <laughs> in the movie and they were like, yep, this, this is it. This is, mm-hmm. this is the plot I'm going with. Um, again, this was probably a porn movie that they just took all the porn out. Well, there's also the, the moment, like just as, uh, things are starting to get hot and heavy with, with Minty and double D, uh, where, you know, double delicious is like, what do you see when you look at me? And Minty's like, your beautiful eyes. She's like, no, what do you see? What do you really see? your luscious lips no look harder what do you really see and she's like i don't know what you want me to say here she's like it's my (laughs) teeth just tell me (laughs) i'm an animal i'll never be anything more than an animal that's all you see all humans are the same and she's like no girl you're a a fucking lesbian vampire and that's hot uh which again somebody wrote that yeah in a in a non-porn movie yeah and then so off she goes and you know, Doctor Brainbender is killed, and and then the movie ends, and that's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So should you watch this movie? No, no, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I mean, and yet maybe, you made me watch. <laughs> I did. It was for the lulls. If you maybe if you like got a couple of friends together virtually. Uh, unless you're listening to this uh, uh, episode uh, sometime past 2021. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you maybe got a bunch of people together and like just got drunk and watched shitty movies just for the sake of laughing and making fun of them, sure, this is one of those movies you watch. Like, I know The Room is kind of that movie that everybody does, but like, it's it's cliche, it's overdone. You got to find these sort of movies. Like, add this to the list of movies like, oh my God, let me get a couple of friends together crack some beers, eat, you know, eat some snack, you know, eat some shitty snack food and laugh and make fun of a movie while you go. This is definitely one of those movies. Yeah, I, w- I will say this movie uh, very much made me miss the days when we could sit and like watch these together and like, totally just fucking rip them apart in real time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> definitely, it definitely I just wanted to moments. yell. I was I was here in my office 
with the door closed and my headphones in watching this movie all by myself and I just wanted to yell. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm a uh, uh yeah. Uh I there was a few moments in this movie where I was like, oh my God, I have to turn the volume down. This is <laughs> This is absurd. This is really bad. Mm-hmm. It was uh, mm-hmm. it was pretty rough. So, uh, Minty the Assassin is streaming on Tubi TV. Uh, if you do in fact choose to watch it, um, and there's that. So uh, we have one more movie left in January, um, and it is called Cemetery High, um, which you can also watch on Tubi TV as well as I don't know. I think there's a couple of the places you can find it. Um, but, uh, Cemetery High, this is an older film. Um, I think it's like an eighties film, maybe. I don't know. I've already, uh, lost track. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, it's a movie. 2004. 2004. Oh, okay. So, oh no. Very it similar. Is, uh, 1988. This is actually a 1988 film. It, it got re-released in 2004. Oh. Um, but yeah, this is a 1988 film. Um, and it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting one. So just the same one, same, same film, just a group of high school girls with guns go on a killing spree. They're intent on ridding the world of scummy men. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Debbie Thibault is the, uh, uh, Tybalt. Okay. Yeah. Now looking at the, the poster, I can definitely see it being an an eighties movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that'll be the last uh, of our movies for this month. And then in February, we're going to kick it off with another uh, user request. So if you remember from the beginning of the episode, uh, head to our website and uh, send some more films over you think we should watch for this month. We will literally keep going with user requests until we run out uh, for as long as it is. So please, the, the more movies you request, the fewer Michael can pick. <laughs> <laughs> Off, true rude true <laughs> true story uh ellen will will frequently say can you just have andrea pick more <laughs> <laughs> but then it's funnier this way yeah uh it and by the way for stinks. those of you <laughs> it stinks wait so when is uh what's the date today today is the or the Did, date that we're actually recording the date this episode came out is the 17th 16th, 15th, 14th. Uh, so last Friday, uh, a movie came out on Hulu called The Ultimate Playlist of Noise. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely check it out. Uh, this was one of the movies I was involved in making. Um, uh, I I got to uh, do a lot in this movie. I was actually the assistant script, uh, script supervisor for a lot of the scenes. Um, but also, I think I have not seen the final cut, but I think I'm actually in this movie. Nice. Uh, so in the roller skating rink scene, if you go back and watch it, uh, because we're, we're uh, talking about this before the movie's actually out. Um, but if you have seen it, uh, there's the roller skating rink scene. I am actually in that scene uh, somewhere. It, was it the the old uh, skating rink in uh, Maddie Dell that we'd always go to? Uh, no, we actually built a skating rink in our oh, soundstage because bitch. we had to flood That's it. That's amazing. That was a scene. So, spoiler, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, so we had to flood it. So you'll, you'll see it on, uh, uh, you, you'll have, at this point, you've already watched it. It's It came out this past Friday on Hulu. But the ultimate playlist of noise um, starring Madeline Brewer um, and uh, uh, Kieran Thompson. So definitely check that out. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we will see you next week. Oh, sure. Are we there? We're at the end.
father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller Series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month, we bring a new short story to life in a full-cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller Series wherever you listen to podcasts, and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information. Music